everyone and welcome to the Post Road Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Dye. And on this February 9th episode, I'll be covering DHC sports and a variety of sports news from around NBA, touch on a little bit of NFL. And this is a reminder that the Post Buzzer Podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. Listen to us on SoundCloud or through the Six Mile Post website. And we want to start off by congratulating the men's basketball team who won 77 to 74 against Central Georgia Technical College last night and the Lady Chargers who unfortunately dropped to the South Georgia Technical College, the Lady Jets, who are the number one ranked JUCO basketball team in the nation right now, 62-49. to 49. Just a reminder that Chargers baseball team will be in action this weekend against the Lincoln Trail at Lake Point on Friday at 1 and Saturday at 2 p.m. in a doubleheader. While the softball team will be at home at Stars Field in a doubleheader on Friday starting at 12 and 2, against Chattanooga State Community College and Saturday at two and four against Walter State Community or Walter State College. And aside from Georgia Highlands news, I want to get into the topic of what in the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers right now? We don't know if he's going to be traded. We don't know if anything is really going on with him. Um, He doesn't seem like he wants to be in Green Bay anymore. And I think that the Jets could be possible suitors for him, bringing in Matt LaFleur, who was his offensive coordinator in Green Bay for a little bit. But he made an appearance on the Pat McAfee show. And if you don't know Aaron Rodgers, over the past two years, he's gotten weird where he's open with, like, trips with – hallucinogens and stuff like that. And so now he comes on the Pat McAfee show and says that in the off season, he is going to go and do a, what he called retreat for four days where he says, it's just him in a pitch black room with nothing else. He said, there's like a little hole in the house for people to bring him like, food and stuff that way he can eat but like what in the what is that what what are you doing Aaron Rodgers like I really want to know like why is that at the front of your mind when you had your team just miss out on the playoffs and there's a lot of talk going around of you not really wanting to be where you are Like, why are you putting that on the back burner instead of just talking about how apparently this retreat that he's doing is supposed to mimic taking DMT, which, again, another hallucinogen. So, I mean, I I can't remember the last time I've seen a player be this open about, like, that part of their life. (laughs) and 
I don't really understand it a whole lot. I think that he'll wind up back in Green Bay. They'll wind up eating that contract that he has because I don't think they'll put Jordan Love in. But, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But Aaron Rodgers, have fun on the retreat and seeing what he claimed to be the hat man whenever it's pitch black and you're going. I have no idea. Um, and switching over to other quarterbacks, this one switching to the AFC. And if you've been a football fan growing up and you're around my age, we've had Tom Brady, we've had Ben Roethlisberger, we had Phillip Rivers and Peyton Manning, all in the AFC, all competing every year. And now we have almost the same situation with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. And I think that Patrick Mahomes right now, he's in that Brady category, comparable to him within that area and era of football. Joe Burrow, I think that he could want to be in the Peyton Manning of this bunch. Um, Josh Allen just reminds me a whole lot of Philip Rivers when it comes to this group because Philip Rivers almost always got to the playoffs but always lost to one of them in the playoffs, whether it be Big Ben, whether it be Tom Brady, whether it be Peyton Manning. Phillip Rivers always lost to one of them. And I think that that's going to be in the same category Josh Allen is going to be. He's lost to both Burrow and he's lost to Patrick Mahomes the past two years in the playoffs. Um, he likes to turn the ball over a lot. Rivers, early in his career, he liked to turn the ball over a lot. So we'll see how that goes. But as far as I think, Josh Allen could very well be the next. Phillip Rivers. And now we're moving over to the Falcons. And there's been a whole lot of talk and chatter about Lamar Jackson to the Atlanta Falcons. No, I don't want Lamar Jackson on the Atlanta Falcons at all. I think that Desmond Ritter, seen, we've seen a little bit of flashes here and there with him. But overall, I think that they need to try and give him at least half a year. Let's start him the first eight games next year, see how he does. See if that's when you want to go after a quarterback or not. But... I don't – I wouldn't like them just straight up bringing in Lamar Jackson just because we have the cap for it. But I don't want to be tied to a long-term contract with a quarterback because Falcons fans who already know how that went with Matt Ryan and trying to create cap with that. And we have young people that are coming up that are going to have to have contract extensions. And I just really don't think that bringing in Lamar would be good for the locker room that we have going on right now. I feel like we get Kyle Pitts back at the beginning of next year. Algier had an amazing rookie season. 
Uh, we get Corderell Patterson back. We had surprisingly a good run game last year, which I want to know if we're going to build on that or not, and whether we're able to maintain that. But you're going to overpay Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is going to ask for $300 million, whether, regardless of what you think he's going to ask for well over that. And it's going to be probably a six-year deal where he's going to get the most amount of money out of it. Let the Jets take that contract. Let the Ravens take that contract. Let another team take that quarterback salary hit. The Falcons, we need to just stay in. We need to focus on defensive line. We were last in the league in sacks last year. And you look at the Eagles – who are sitting about to play in the Super Bowl this coming up on Sunday. Their defensive line, that's the heart of that team. And that's a big part of why they got to where they were. I've been saying it for the past five years that the Falcons need to completely rebuild their defensive line from after they went to the Super Bowl. Because nothing's going to get better in Atlanta until you fix your pass rush because it affects everything defensively that we have to get better with. It makes the secondary look better. Linebacking core, that front seven right there is all about stopping the run. Linebacking core, I think that Troy Anderson comes back. I think he's a starter next year. I'm excited to see what he can do next year. I really like what I've seen of him this year. But Again, we need to invest in other areas this offseason instead of trying to focus in on a star quarterback like Lamar Jackson. And moving sports over to the big trade that happened this morning, Kevin Durant, surprise, surprise, went and made another big three, as if the big three that he made in Brooklyn wasn't big enough with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Or, you know, like when he joined the Warriors and completely just broke the NBA at that point. Very routine thing for Kevin Durant to try and do. Uh, the Nets can say that it was a business move and they wanted to trade him. Uh, I think Kevin Durant basically told them, now that you have Kyrie Irving now, I want out. Because there wasn't going to be an upside to look for in Brooklyn at all. You had the past few games... Cameron Ham stepping up for the Nets, who's a really exciting player to watch. But that's not going to be enough to get Brooklyn up to the Bucks or the Celtics status. And I think that Kevin Durant really knew that coming in to this week after that Kyrie Irving trade. I don't think it makes them perennial favorites in the West at all because they had to throw away a lot of key pieces within that team. Like they still have Devin Booker. You still have Chris Paul and you have Kevin Durant, obviously, but all of that depth that you had can turn around. And it's going to bite you right in the butt. And again, we, if anything proved us last year, it was to get to, the championship and to win a championship 
you have to have depth. The Warriors had it. The Celtics had it. The Bucks lacked it, and that's what costed them against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And it's not like five years ago where you can go through, you can just have your, hey, we have our two big superstar max contract players, and that'd be enough to get you there. You have to have a whole new idea of bench players and role players just due to change in landscape and that marginal gap of talent that separates like the top from the bottom in the NBA because there's never been a more talented generation come along in the NBA than the one we're sitting in right now. And I'll argue that with anybody that really wants to. <laughs> but Again, I, I don't think that it changes the landscape of the West too much. I think that now you're looking at the Suns maybe getting into the Western Conference Finals. I don't think they can be Memphis in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference Finals. I don't think that they can be. Dallas in a seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals. So I still think that they can get to the divisional or get to that second round. However, don't think they're good enough to make that hump yet. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, Georgia fans. Um. I didn't think that I could meet a fan base that could top the 2010 to about 2018 Alabama fan base in terms of being the most obnoxious fan bases that I've met in my entire life. The new wave of Georgia fans that's came across the past three years. Oh, my God. Um... I've seen them celebrate and brag about beating a Sanford team 33 to nothing. Uh, beating a Missouri team 26 to 22 that was absolutely awful this year. Won back-to-back -back national championships. Congratulations on that. But learn some humility. Be humble. <laughs> Be excited that you were able to get there and that you were able to see growth of Stetson Bennett over the past two years into a formidable quarterback. However, I don't want to hear Georgia fans brag about beating Georgia Tech at the end of the season. Because you're supposed to. When you're at the level that Georgia is, you're expected to beat those teams. And I think that something that separates those older Alabama fans that I mentioned and Georgia fans is that at least the Alabama fans before, they acted like they expected to win those games. And it was just getting business done when they won. But I don't know if it's just that they got too good too fast for Georgia fans or what, 
But uh, Georgia fans are just completely over their head in a whole lot of ways when it comes to that specific area of trying to be humble fans. I hear a lot about them being the next Alabama. No. Uh, no, not. Again, you've been good the past three years. I'll give you that. But Alabama has been in the spot that y'all are in for almost 15 years now. And it's going to take a whole lot more than just two, maybe three years that you guys have been one of those top three teams for at least me anyway to say they're in that category of the Alabamas. Because I don't think we're ever going to see another program dominate the way that we've seen Alabama did in that eight to nine year stretch there. And I don't know. Give me give me some feedback on that if you think otherwise. Um if not, then oh well I'm more than welcome to hear feedback on it. And I think that'll be it for the post budget podcast this week. Uh don't forget to listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on SoundCloud or on the Six Mile Post website. And I'll see you guys next week.